uh, <laughs> here's the deal is that when you do what God says to do, he produces what he promises every single time, right? And, uh, you know, when we're growing a church body, the, the idea is not just to come and attend services, but to actually connect to the house, get involved, find your place to serve the body. And uh, we, we've got an opportunity for you in the children's ministry. If you'll sign up, it doesn't have to be every service. It could be one service a month. If you, but, you know, we're getting ready to go back to school. The numbers are going to come up. We need uh, to minister to kids and to shape and form their lives and get them ready. For, you know, if we've got a future that God says we have, well, then we've, we've got to prepare them for it, right? And, uh, you know, it's fun. It's easy. Uh, we give you everything you need. It's going to be great. And you'll come out of there more blessed than the kids. So I just want to encourage you, you know, sometime today before you go home this week, call in, uh, let them know that you can serve one service a month or or more, uh, but let's get ready for the increase that's coming. Amen. Look at somebody say, uh, I'm going to do it. That's very, very quiet. Um, All right. Well, you know, the, the, the alternative is that we just bring the kids in here with us, which I ain't got a problem with, except when the numbers go up which means that we'll end up with more services. And I'd rather you help in the back than me do this four t- more times. But we'll do what we got to do uh, to take care of it. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I love Pastor Tom. If you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring you one. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word. Uh, we've just been singing and worshiping God this morning and, and going, you know, I'm standing on what you say. Really? Are you, are you really standing on what he says? You know, I think somebody ought to come up to you every day and say, what are you standing on? What is it? What, what, what's the Bible that you're building your life on? There's got to be, you got to have a foundation. You got to have some scripture, man. You got to have something that you're, that you, you know, uh, that you are pulling in uh, and, and praying every day and standing on the word of God. David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. His word's going to guide us and direct our way. Uh, it's going to, it's, you know, the Bible says there will be a word behind thee saying this is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the left or the right, man, you, you better have some Bible that you're building your life on. Amen? You got to have, you got to have scripture that you're, that you're, that you're building on. If you have to, go down to the Bible bookstore and get that little bread thing, you know, with the Holy Ghost fortune cookies in it and pull one out. And get started, find a way to get started taking the Word of God and applying it to your life every single day. I got to tell you something, that when you are in agreement with God, remember Micah, uh, my, the, what is it, chapter 6 or 7, uh, it says, God has shown you, O man, what is good to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God, to walk with God. That's, that's good. Uh, Amos 3.3 3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? You've got to be in agreement with God to walk with God. To be in agreement with God, you need to know what he said. When you're facing your enemy and you're saying, it is written, you can't just have that. It is written. You've got to have the it. You know, what is it that is written that you're using to demonstrate the enemy's defeat? What are you standing on? What are you believing God for? If you don't have a word, there's the, see, the, the world is screaming so many voices in your life all day, every day, 24-7, 365 days a year. There's other voices screaming an opinion at you. you got to have Bible, guys, that you're building your life on. And I'm here to tell you today that the blessing of God, the victory that God has for you, listen, the victory God has for you, it is insane. It's crazy good. And all the key, we're, we're going to talk about it for just a few minutes today, the key to insane blessing 
insane victory. But the key really is God's word that you have riveted yourself to, that you that you're established your heart on. But you've got to have that word. So get in that book. Amen? Amen? You've you got to have some Bible now. You've got to have Bible. Well, you know, isn't it funny? If you ask most people, you know, are you a Christian? Yes. What makes you a Christian? I, I go to church. So what? You, you know, if, if all you do is go to church, if that's it, you're a defeated Christian. But don't shout me down just because I'm preaching good. It, it, you know, well, you know, I, I put money in the offering. Thank you. We're, we're reaching lives and changing the city. But what does that have to do with, with, with your, you know, the Zoe life? Jesus came that you might have and enjoy God life in abundance to the top till it overflows. And he, he didn't come so that you would begin to attend services. No, that's a great starting point. This is where we get training for reigning. But I got to tell you something, man, you, you got to have God's word. I'm, I'm going to stay on you because I love you. You know what we're praying for, what we're believing God for, is that you rise up and demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis, that you live a life that is so humiliating to hell that when hell sees you coming, it runs the other way. That, that, you, that you, in the midst of a storm, you got a weird smile on your face, just a stupid grin, because you know at the end of the chapter, you're going to be better conditioned than you've ever been before. That'd be, why? Because I've got God's word. Amen? Amen. You got your Bible with you today? Let's stand up together and make one confession. Hold your Bible up. This is, this is important. This is the, the, just get in agreement with it. Amen? Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I will do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say, I'll never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise this morning. He's worthy. Father, we love you. Amen. Amen. I want you to open your Bibles to Psalms 112. We're going to have it in the Amplified up here. Psalms 112, and as we do everything we can, we're looking for ways to communicate it more clearly, ways to encourage you. We, we believe that, uh, uh, that when you come here, you ought to be infused with a jolt of God juice that causes your battery to run at a pretty high level. That uh, when you walk out of these doors, man, that, you, that you've, got a, you've got a revelation that'll empower you to walk at a new level than, than ever before, okay? And uh, realize that there are situations in life that can wipe the smile off your face, but it cannot rip the joy that's rooted in your heart. And you get that joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength, Amen. The joy of the Lord is my th- strength. It, you know, I, I believe that a believer ought to have joy. It's the fruit of the Spirit that you ought to have joy. Even, you know, even when you don't think you should, it should be there. You know, how many of you, and, and you don't have to respond, just think, but how many of you have been in situations and it was kind of rough and kind of tough and kind of pukey, and, but yet there was something inside of you that and you knew it was going to be okay and it almost irritated you? Because, you know, there are days that you just like to, wine but there that there's that presence in there you know uh 
a knowing. I won't worry about tomorrow. I'm trusting in what you say. Come on, guys. It's more than a song. That's a reality. Right? I, I, I just, I'm not going to worry. I'm, I just, I'm going to trust in what you say. Well, we want to get us to a place where it is just crazy what God's doing in our life. Amen. So, so that when the world looks at you, the, the world ought to look at, look at you and recognize a real difference. Amen. You know, you don't, you don't, uh, you know, and if you go door to door and hand out tracks, that's, that's, and God's leading you, that's great. But that's, you, you are a walking illustration of victory. You're just a walking illustration of victory in the middle of economical crisis. I got to tell you something. We're just more blessed than we've ever been before. In the middle of darkness, the light is just beaming through your life. Amen? You, you realize that light increases in significance the greater the darkness becomes. People who've been around you all your life that didn't care about what you believed in, they will reach a point that they do because all of a sudden you got light and they got darkness. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's getting dark out there. Getting dark out there. A lot of people, oh, it's getting dark. Well, that's great. It's a beautiful opportunity to just manifest the glory of God. Amen? Well, how are we going to do it? Well, check this out. Psalms 112, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Can, can, I, can I just give you a little, just a little hint? Praise the Lord ought not be just a little one-liner that Christians say. Well, praise the Lord. It, you know, it's, it's almost lost, you know, it's me, it's, praise the Lord, you know. You just got run over by a truck. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You know, just got a raise, praise the Lord, and you just go on. It, it, no, praise the Lord. It's actually praise the Lord. Every day you get up, praise God. Woo! Hey, if you knew the picture that God had painted for you, Mm. You, you'd, be, you'd be so excited that you'd be hard to just be around. Well, God's plan for you. Do you know his plan? To prosper you, not harm you, to give you hope and to give you a future. Praise God. I've got a future. Doesn't make any difference what my past is. Praise God. You know, when I think about my future and I know my past and there's parts of it, I'm not telling you. But the parts that you don't know about are the parts that really cause me to say, praise God. Praise God. I got a hope when it looked hopeless. Praise God. He's going to cause my life to increase every single day. God's plan is to prosper me, to increase me. Praise God. My family's getting stronger. My mind's getting sharper. My body's getting more healthy. Hello, somebody. Praise the Lord. We, we go through life like we don't know that God's at work. Well, we got to change that. You want to walk in insane victory? You got to, this is where it starts. Praise the Lord. Pra acknowledge the fact that God's not only working, but he's working on something specific. Yeah. 
He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a destiny. Praise God. I can, I, mm. I, I, I feel like a Pentecostal evangelist at a Lutheran convention. It's all right, but just understand my frustration. Okay. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I think that's just a little bit weird. God didn't make me go that way. You have been deceived. You were created by God to worship. God wouldn't ask you to do something he didn't wire you to succeed at. Well, you know, I'm just a little bit more dignified than that. No, you're, you're just dumb. You're under the influence, of, and it ain't the right one. If you could get the blinders up, I don't care who you are. Isn't it funny that people that, that, that want to be really reserved at church, take them to a football game. You know, go to, go to the, you know, the ice rink, watch hockey, and they're, on the, you know, they're out there you know, looking for blood. Come into church, and then we get really, really quiet. The Bible says that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, and Jesus quoted it, he said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you have ordained strength to silence the enemy. So if you're silent in the presence of God, you must be his enemy. Just thought I'd share. Praise the Lord. Amen. We got this, we got this impression that church is supposed to be boring, that it's supposed to be hard, that we've got to have stained glass and long robes and, and you, know, you know, walk really stiff and glory to God. I don't know what that is, but that, that just ain't, that ain't Bible. Praise the Lord. Hey, you want to walk in victory? Start praising God. You want to break that depression? Start praising God. Isaiah said, he said, arise from the state of depression in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant. Shine. Come on out. Praise the Lord. You, you want to you really humiliate hell. You know how, how much damage it does to the powers of darkness when they've hit you with all they got and you stand up and go, <laughs> praise God. Well, your family's falling apart. Well, let me just back up here for a minute and praise Jesus. What? Yeah, I, got, I might as well praise the Lord because he's got a plan. Obviously, you know, my thing ain't working. So praise God. Uh, he's going to bring revelation. Blessed. Position to win and succeed in any given situation. Blessed. Praise God. I'm blessed. <laughs> I am blessed. I'm so blessed it irritates religious people. I'm blessed. It's the truth. You know, in some of my stupidity, and I, I'm just going to be very vulnerable this morning, but transparent, there are days that I'm just dumb. Tom shows up. Yeah, I make stupid choices, do dumb things, just, you know, not thinking. Just one man said, if you would think again, you'd be the genius in your family. You know, you just different thoughts. Think about this. Well, I think we should treat everyone the same. No, you don't. I think we should treat everybody the same. You liar. Do you get up in the morning and cook your neighbor breakfast? No, but you do that for your family. You know, you know just think. There are days I go through life, and, and I like take a vacation from my brain. I just don't think. It wasn't too long ago. It was the, coming up to the 4th of July, and I had been thinking about buying a motorcycle. I'm going to get myself a bike. Shelby and I had talked about it. We'd prayed about it. We considered it. It was come time, and I was all excited because we were in agreement. 
So I started shopping, looked around. I found found a bike. Now on my computer on the screen, there's all, there's been a bike there that I've every time I open up the computer, there it is. Looked at that thing for a long time. But I went out and I found a bike. It wasn't the one on my screen, but it was one that that I was like, okay, this is it. I'm gonna buy this one. I got all excited. I, I was like, I was, I was like. You know, just stupid excited. Just, ooh, this is going to be cool. So the day I was going to go get it, Shelby's family was in town. We were really busy. Shelby looked at me, and she said, would you mind waiting till tomorrow? I lied. I said, no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't go, and I pouted around like a seven-year-old most of the afternoon. And, Come on, Tom, it's time for dinner. I'm not eating. <laughs> just being honest, you know, this is your pastor. <laughs> Just kicking rocks, you know, and just upset at the world. And finally, the, the, Saturday, the next day was a Saturday, and I got out of bed early and, <laughs> and head off down to the shop, and the store's closed. I didn't care that it was the 4th of July. They should be open in the morning to sell me my bike, right? So go through the 4th of July. The only fireworks going off were in my bad attitude. I was. I was being a punk, just just stupid and and then saturday night come to church and sunday you know got church and the store's not open on sunday and so go back on monday the store's not open on mondays oh happy day (laughs) tuesday rolls along and after a long weekend you know on a tuesday and you know i got all kinds of stuff here i got to do so i get in there and get it get busy and by the time i got down to the store it's afternoon got down to the store that afternoon go running in bike's gone let me tell you something happy packed up moved out of my house right there I was not Christian. I was, uh, you know, it, it was definitely Tom. And as I stormed out of their store, you know, and thinking thoughts that I would never say out loud because, you know, I'm more mature than that. But I was thinking them. And got in the car, went home for a few days. I, I was just in a, in, in, a, in a bad mood. There was even one, at one point that I kind of indicated, sort of, well, pretty p- clearly that it was Shelby's fault. And, um, <laughs> and, and then... Then the Lord begins to deal with me. And, and scriptures, a scripture starts rolling up inside of my spirit. And it's a scripture, it says, the end of a thing, better is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. I went, right. I don't know if you've been around me much, but I talk about the end a lot. And I know this scripture. I've quoted it most of my life. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. I know that one. Thank you, Lord. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Right. Got it. Next. Just, I had an attitude with God. God says, why don't you go read that verse? I don't need to go read that verse. I know that verse. Listen. I'll quote it. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. Ta-da. <laughs> go read it. 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 I tried everything I could to not go read it. I know it. I don't need to read it. I know it. I don't need to read it. I know it. I don't need to read it. I don't, I, you know, and this thing's going on finally. Oh, gee whiz. Open the Bible. Read it. And it says, the end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. And there's another half of the verse. I've quoted this verse my entire life, and I didn't realize I've only quoted half of it. And the next half says, and it is better to be patient in spirit than to be proud in spirit. (laughs) And immediately when I read that, God said, when you step out of patience, you're stepping into pride. And I said, I'm going to tell Shelby. Shelby. 
because she's been very impatient with me in this last week. She needed that. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Lord, I get it. When I step out of patience, I'm stepping into pride, and pride is wanting what I want, when I want it, how I want it, as long as I want, and I realize that I've sinned. Please forgive me. Help me grow up. Attitudes started changing. Started doing better. Towards the end of the week, I was talking with Tony. Tony had more kids going to Silverwood than he had drivers. Probably going to need you to drive up there. And instantly in my spirit rose this wonderful thing that said, I don't want to go. I don't, you know, I don't want. I don't want to get up and drive Carlo to kids to Silverwood. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese for an all-day event. <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I'd rather have dental work done, and I hate that. God's, di- hey, hey, patience, patience, not pride, patience, not what you want, what I want. You need to go. Oh, good. So I told Shelby, here's what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to load you up. Uh, we're going to go up there. We're going to drop you off at the gate. I'm going to go shopping because there's a bunch of bike stores up there. Shelby said, okay, cool. So we get in the car, we load up, we're driving up there and all the way up there, God's dealing with me. You're not going to drop them off at the gate. That wouldn't be right. That's not the way I want you to do this. Oh, God, you know, okay, I get it. I was wrong. I had a bad attitude. Now let me out the hook. No, no, it's not that. It's, it's not that. It's just, that's not the way I'd have you do it. <laughs> oh, we park the car, get the ticket, stand in line, get the little thing. We're standing out there. It's only like 192 degrees. And we're, we're, we're there and we finally get inside and, and we stood. How long did we stand for the first ride? Like an hour. Seriously. Every other ride, I found out later, every other ride, there was no line, no waiting. But we got in the one ride that the sun was beating down. I felt like I was under a magnifying glass. And I got to stand there with Shelby with a smile on my face. Yeah, it's fun. Forever. Finally, you know, got my big boy pants on. We started enjoying ourselves. You know, I'm sure she was the whole time. Uh, uh, probably oblivious to my bad attitude, weren't you, honey? Couldn't even see it because it hidden so well. And... Uh, Finally, you know, just enjoying it there at lunch. About 3.30, Shelby says uh, she's going to go over to the water park and just sit and visit. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and run, in, run into town and pick us up at 7.30? I'm like, bye. Went into town, driving down the street, and not to make this over-spiritual because obviously, you know, <laughs> carnal boy here. Um, but I'm coming up to a light, and I just know, turn right. Turned right at the light, went up, there's a bike shop back off the street, couldn't see it. I pulled in, there's six or seven people standing around this one bike, uh, and they're all wearing the same shirt. I'm thinking sales meeting. You know, I walk up to the bike, they all move away from it, and I look at the bike, it's the bike that's been on my screensaver. Cool. I sit down on the bike, I turn the little knob, the lights come on, it has 37 miles on it. 37 miles. I'm not going to buy a new bike. I have a budget. New bike's out of the budget. This guy comes over, you like that bike? No. <laughs> How much is it? He won't, you know, he avoids the question. We talk while I bring the conversation back. How much is it? Finally, he says, I don't know. Let me get the owner. Goes over, the owner's in there. He's got the same shirt on. He comes over, he starts talking. You like that bike? <laughs> okay, yeah, I like the bike. Well, if you come back tomorrow, I'll make you a screaming deal. I can't come back tomorrow. Why can't you come back tomorrow? Well, because I'm from Kennewick. I'm just up here for the day. Got 50 kids out at the uh, water park. 50 kids? And they just let that hang out there for a while. 
What are you doing with 50 kids? Well, I pastor a church in Kennewick, and I just help drive the kids up. And, really? He said, wait a minute. And he goes over, and he gets his wife, brings his wife over, and he lets her talk to me because she's a believer, and he's not. So he wandered off, and she, she's so excited that the pastor is uh, from out of town, and they're looking at the bike. She says, you know what? This is a friend of ours. They, they have a lot of bikes, and uh, they're going to have a trike built, and her husband told her that if she wants the trike built, that she has to pick one bike and trade it in. She picked the bike that they bought, and they've never ridden it. So they brought it in. It's an 07 with 37 miles on it. You can buy it for what we're giving her trade in. Make a long story short, I couldn't get it home. We're in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So they put it in an enclosed trailer and delivered it to my house the next morning. Woo-hoo! Dude, that's pretty sweet. You know what the lady said to me? She said, you know what? Had, she said, here's what I believe. She said, I believe that this lady, this friend of mine, bought this bike in 2007, took it home and stored it for you. Because they buy a lot of bikes, and they, and they don't just buy them and park them. They ride. We ride together a lot. Don't have any idea why they bought this bike, put the extra stuff on it, they put on it, and never I don't know. I believe she bought it and stored it for you. She said, do you realize that had you been here 15 minutes earlier or 15 minutes later, this deal would have never happened? It's just insane at the timing of all of this. We're not even supposed to be here today, and if my husband and I weren't here to meet our friend trading in a bike, we, no one else could have given you this deal. Blessed. Even when I've been stupid. I had to go back and tell Shelby, I'm so glad that you didn't let me go to the bike store that first day. Because really, you know what was really irritating is I was at home and there was absolutely no reason why I couldn't have gone and gotten it. Except maybe God had a different plan. Blessed. Psalms 112, verse 1. Blessed, positioned to win and succeed in any given situation. Positioned to win and succeed in any given situation. Praise the Lord. Even when you don't feel like it, yet, here's, how, here's what I should have done. The day, the day that it didn't work out, I should have said, praise the Lord. I didn't, but I should have. I should have said, praise the Lord. God's got a plan to prosper me, not to harm me. God's got a purpose and a plan. He is directing my steps. Praise the Lord. Happy. Happy shouldn't leave the house. Happy should be in the house. You should be happy to know that God has a plan for your life. Check this out. Fortunate. You are so fortunate to have God on your side. Psalms 118 says, the Lord is on my side. We are so fortunate to not be going through this life alone. We are fortunate to be envied. The world should look at you and envy the peace that you have in the middle of economic recession. The world should look at you and envy the joy that you have even in the midst of a trial. They should envy that, that calm assurance that you walk through life in because you know that the end is better than the middle. Come on, somebody. Happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who worships the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments, who delights greatly. Look, this is the only verse I get to give you today, so, so wrap your brain around this. The man who delights greatly in what God has to say. I can delight greatly knowing my children shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. Even when they're not acting the way I think they should act, 
I delight greatly knowing that all my children shall be taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace of my children. Why? Because that's what he said. That's his commandment. That's his law. That's his word. So I delight greatly when the doctor says, you don't look good. I think you're going to die. I delight greatly in knowing that God said, you will not die but live and declare the goodness of your king. I delight greatly because his word brings life to me and health to all my flesh. Even in the midst of financial hardship, I delight greatly because the Lord is my provider. He shall provide all my needs according to his riches and glory. I delight greatly in his commandment even in the midst of the storm no hey i got news for you i got peace in the midst of the storm it is not the absence of storm it's a different attitude regardless of the environment i delight greatly knowing that god has a plan for my life i delight greatly knowing that he has a hope and a future in front of me i delight greatly in knowing that god is going to cause peace to be in my house it's going to be a secure dwelling it's going to be a quiet resting place why because i got god's word delight greatly Delight. What do you delight in? What do you delight in? What's it going to take to charge your battery? What's it take? What's it take? You know, next week, we're going to talk about having a heart fixed on him. A heart fixed My heart is fixed, God. My heart is fixed on you. Fixed, committed. You know what? I'm committed to health, even on the days I don't feel good. Committed to health. Even on the days when things aren't going my way, I am committed to joy. Got to be committed. You got to get committed. You're committed to something. I'm committed to prospering because it's God's plan. Well, don't look like it's going to work out. Don't make any difference. I've got to tell you something. One area where I'm just not weak, I have a strength in the arena of peace. I just got peace. Things ain't looking good. You know, you know, how, many, you know how many pastor friends wish that they could say to their congregations things that I tell you all the time? But they're, they're afraid to say them because they're not real popular, and if you say something that's not popular, somebody might leave. So, well, if they leave, the financial, no, you, they're, 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 not, they're not my source. I got, I got great peace here, guys. You know, long before, long before you and I ever thought about each other, God had a plan, and, and he's been pretty faithful all the way through it. You got to be committed. What, what are you committed to? You, you, need to? you need to get committed to being a person who rejoices, delights greatly. Delights greatly. Delight greatly. Delight great. Get committed to a life of delight. Get committed. Get, it means to be stuck on. To be stuck on. You ever, ever had something on you and you couldn't get it off? Hello? Something on your shoe? Still there? You sell the shoes, you know, eBay. You know, to be, to be so stuck on God. This is where I want to get. I want to get so stuck on God, so stuck on his promise that I, like Paul, can say, none of these things move me. None of these things move me. 
Doesn't make any difference what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. Nope, I'm walking in victory, insane victory, insane victory, insane victory. I got some scripture. If there's something in my life that needs to change, it's like today in the presence of God. I really sense that God's just speaking to different people. You, you're going to make some changes. Okay, I'm stuck on you. I'll, I'll change it even, even when I don't want to. Even, even when, when I don't want to put my big boy pants on and be patient. Now, I'm committed to you, God. I'm committed to your word. You show me what it says, I'm going to live it. And you know what? It might be lowing as I go, but I'm going to do what you said. Because I know that when I do what he said, he produces what he promised every single time. Look at, look at somebody and say, I'm going to get committed to a life of delight. Amen? Are you stuck on him? You stuck on him? Come on, give him praise right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Amen. Matthew says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness. That's his way of doing and being right. Seek first. The first thought is, okay, what would God do? How, how, do, how do you want me to handle this? How do you want me to live this? How do you want me to walk this? How do you want me to put this? How, how do you want me to change this? Because I'm seeking his way of doing and being right. Then everything else is added to me. Everything else is taken care of when I seek first his kingdom. Amen. This morning, right before we go, I, I, I want to pray for you. And, uh, you know, we probably ought to receive an offering. You know, to give you the opportunity to just participate in what God's doing. God's doing great, great things. And by the way, also want to thank you guys. We just want to thank you for loving us. Shelby and I just got back from celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. had an awesome time and we just we really appreciate the prayers and the cards and the and the, the money was really cool um uh, the, the the gifts and and we just love you guys and want you to know that we really appreciate it and we are uh we're pretty excited we had the opportunity to just uh, relax no cell phones for four or five days it was pretty cool and uh prayed for you guys and and uh we could tell that many of you were praying for us we really appreciate it and uh just again thank you uh, as we get ready to give today, seeking first the kingdom, let's put God first in our finances. Amen? Just put him first. Just, just put him first. You know, do it God's way. Uh, his way of doing and being right is his way. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is how we live. Amen? We, we, we love to give. We live to give. We're going to be a blessing. And uh, we're making an impact on our community. And, uh, man, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna influence the world. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we just thank you today for the opportunity to sow seed into your kingdom. The Bible says that where your treasure is, that's where your heart's at also. Father, we, we want to put our treasure in your kingdom. We, 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 we want our heart to be after your kingdom and your purpose and your plan. So, Lord, we just thank you that uh, in the future for the garden, we, we see great facilities all over the region. We see uh, lots of churches, many people rescued from the jaws of hell. We see uh, families that are restored and refreshed, renewed and revived. We see people around the world who are being touched and influenced by the word. And we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to participate in what you're doing. Lord, uh, just take this offering now as we release it from our hand. It doesn't leave our life. We thank you that because we have seed, it means that we're, we also have a harvest. So, Lord, we thank you for the harvest that's coming, and we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, give the Lord one more hand. Thank him for the opportunity to give today.